Welcome back to the Chapters Podcast. And predicaments of two evidently redundant sentience. I'm one of your hosts, Holly. And I'm another one of your hosts, Zoe. And today we are talking about the reveal. Dun, dun, dun. Definition of revere. Revere? revere? Nope, <laughs> not the right word. Reveal is make, in parentheses, previously unknown or secret information, close parentheses, known to others. Specifically, we're going to talk about our moms. Yes. So we're going to talk about the things that are like over the course of our lives, we've either lied about or withheld information about in regards yes. to ourselves and our moms. I think it's safe to say that our moms know most of these stories by now. Sure. Okay. <laughs> um, I only have two. Maybe I'll think of a lot, one more or two along the way. Yeah. There were only two that I like immediately was like i know that i lied about these but then i came clean about them later yeah um, I, yeah i only have two stories and then like a little bit of something else it's not yeah. really a story person. yeah yeah um i'm sure there are others i know for a fact i've like lied about small things oh, or yeah, withheld yeah. information about other small things um but it's just one of those things where it's like you know everyone's 13 to <laughs> 16 once yes, in their yes, life yes. and the amount of lies you tell between 13 and 16 i feel like that's a lot it's a lot especially a lot. to your mom like or just like to your parents in general yeah because you're testing boundaries you're trying new things mm -hmm. some of those things may or may not be you know or um <laughs> they might be frowned upon or you know you're just yeah. testing out or you're just too nervous in general to tell them because you're like, what might they say? Yeah, Not exactly. even that it would be a bad response, just yeah. the fact that it might not be. So mm. to start us off, I have a, a question to get us going. Okay. This one might be tough. Mm -hmm. Describe your relationship with your mom in one word. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Well, Zoe, I'm just going to wait, but... While Zoe is thinking about the word to describe her and her mother's relationship, I just want you guys to know that because we're trying to understand words and everything on this podcast and talk about them, I, until yesterday, thought that hot and bothered meant, like, turned on. And then Brendan was, like, upset about something, and he goes, oh, I'm just, like, hot and bothered. And I was like, you are? And he was like, what? And I was like, hot and bothered. Like, that's, like, you know sexual and he was like no it just means like you're like angry like you're upset and I was like no it didn't sure enough I he looked it up and he was right and I was so surprised because normally I am the one that's like very good on like spelling and definitions and grammar and I could have sworn hot and bothered was like a sexual thing I definitely thought that too like people always say you get hot and bothered like you're hot, like and, you're bothered. hot and bothered by somebody that's my thing is like mm. I think yes I think that that's how a lot of us use it now, but that's not, like, what it originally meant. And I think we hmm. just kind of slowly morphed it into that. Like, I still think that people definitely say hot and bothered in a sexual context because I know I didn't just make that up. Yeah, but definitely. I, I, I never thought that it was, like, ever had to do with anger at okay. all. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry, what's your word? Okay, so, yeah, so sorry. Relaying back, the word that I would describe my mom and I's relationship as is resilient. Ooh, I feel like that really, that. like, that took me forever, you guys. I'm so sorry. But, oh, it is an R word. I just really think that, like, my mom and I's relationship has tested a lot of, or, like, has survived a lot of tests and trials and tribulations. Yeah. And we've got a very resilient kind of relationship. So. I love that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you? Oh, shoot. Sometimes I write these questions and I go ahead and think of my answers. And sometimes I just write them because I'm curious your answer and I don't think about my own answer. Crap. Mm, I would say understanding, but I okay. mean it in a really specific way because my mom and I are very similar and also very different people. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of our relationship is us trying to understand one another, whether it's what we mean, how we feel, how we think, mm -hmm. how we experience the world around us. Yeah. I think that's something that we both are good and bad at. 
with each other. Like right. sometimes I'm not good at understanding my mom's world experience. Sometimes she's not good at understanding mine, mm-hmm. but like we're always trying to. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that definitely makes um, sense. That, yeah. That's a good word. So yeah, I feel like that is like the best way I can sum up our relationship mm-hmm. at least now. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah. I feel like it's a continuation of us just trying to understand each other and continue, you know, loving each other and like nurturing our relationship through trying to understand one another Mm -hmm. um, is how I would describe it. Yeah. No, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. You ready to get into one of your stories? Yeah. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) What have you not told your mama? What did you hide? Tell us. Okay. I will say... The okay, so this one is actually for my grandmother. Mm-hmm. That's my motherly figure story. Yeah. Um, but she definitely does not know anything about the truth of my virginity and like when Same. that happened. Same. And how that like like she Same. does not know and she will never know. <laughs> I mean, clearly, I was married, and they know I have had sex. Yeah. But, like, Donna probably thinks that Gage was, like, the one. The one. And that I saved myself. <laughs> if she's listening. So sorry if you thought that. It's not true. It's not the truth. Uh, but, yeah. I think the only person who, like, okay, not the only person, but my mom I think assumed I lost my virginity way before I did based on mm. how she acted when I was in like certain situations. I think yeah. she was very much like, oh, absolutely not. Like what just happened? Like, do we need to do this? Do we need to do that kind of a thing? Mm-hmm. And I was like, nah, we're good. No, it's not like but that. I think in her brain, she was like, no, you've definitely, <laughs> like you've definitely had sex. Yeah. And that's actually true because I'm pretty sure we talked about it and the person she thought I lost it to, I didn't. So Oh, heard. But yeah, yeah, that's like one of those things where it's like, I just, there's never been a point in my life where I really feel like I've needed to tell that story to my mom or my grandmother. Like yeah. that just like, no. Was there ever an opportunity? Like, did they ever ask specifically? Um, Not like specifically. So growing up. So like, you never had to like blatantly lie about it. Like. they asked me or my grandmother asked me if I needed to be on birth control the answer was yes I responded with no not for that reason and she was like well do you want to be on it at all because like I guess like back then it was like just common for girls to get on it in general just to like whatever and I was like well I don't really know and she was like even if it's not for sex even though it was definitely for, for sex, sex. Yeah. but I withheld the information of saying like that I would be using it for that. Also because of that, yeah. yeah. So it wasn't like I lied. I just you withheld the truth. Didn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 There's exactly. a difference, exactly. There's so, a difference. Yeah, mine is the basically the exact same thing, and it's actually really funny because I did have to blatantly lie about it. Um, Love. I remember having a conversation with my mom. Um, I think it was like, I think I was about 16, maybe 17. I was in high school and we, she sat me down at Starbucks and kind of like had, oh my gosh, talk, uh-huh. um, a little bit. And it wasn't like, I'm not an idiot. And she knows that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, my parents have always raised me to be book smart and street smart. Right. Um, and so it wasn't like a, you know, it wasn't the sex talk in the sense that it was like. The birds and the bees and yeah, this yeah, and yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And you need to be careful. It wasn't really that. It was like we were just having like a girly day. And she was like, by the way, I wanted to ask you, like, have you thought about birth control? And I was like having some skin <laughs> issues at the time. Uh-huh. And I was like, actually, yeah, because my acne has been bad and I heard it can help with acne. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sexually active at that time. Right. But I was like, not, not hoping to be but just in my brain I was like it's gonna happen that might be something that's gonna happen yeah in the you know relative possible near future right right Um, so I should just go ahead and be prepared yeah so and you know to her she probably was like okay okay (laughs) yeah heard uh did you so was that like the first and only like sex talk you had 
No. Oh. That's not the blatantly lie part. Oh, okay, okay, so okay, okay, okay. later, um. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> so that is all well and good. And I get on birth control and this, that, and the other. Um, and then <laughs> I go, so I ended up losing my virginity to like my best friend at the time. Mm. Um, like the summer before senior year of high school. Okay. <laughs> and so I tell some of my friends when I'm on um, a trip for DECA, which is like the marketing club that I was in. We were at, I think this, no, we were at nationals. Um, and I told them that I had sex with him. Yeah. And then my friend wrote me a birthday card oh. and was like, OMG, I can't believe you had sex with so-and-so. <laughs> and my mom read it. Oh, my God. And so she's like, um. You had sex? Ma'am, like, what is this? And I was like. It's a joke. And I was like, <laughs> so that. <laughs> so my friend was Mormon. <gasps> so I told, I said to my mom, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. That's so-and-so. Like, you know, she's Mormon. Like. Like, it was, like, oral stuff. It wasn't, like, sex, sex. Like, uh. to her, that is. To this day, I'm not 100% sure if my mom bought it. Oh, my God. Or if she's <laughs> always like kind of thought. you saying just oral is better to her? It probably wasn't. Allison was probably like, yeah. Well, I mean, we talked about stuff like that before. Like, I'm actually pretty comfortable talking about sexual stuff with my mom. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, now. Yeah. Uh, but like we'd kind of like talked about boys and stuff like that. So I didn't feel super like uncomfortable like saying that. Mm -hmm. Um, because she know she knew that I'd like kind of like hooked up with people here and there. Yeah. Um, but I definitely know it wasn't like a comfort hearing that. Oh no, for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, to this day I'm not one hundred percent sure if she was like, Okay, bitch, yeah. or if she was like, Oh, that makes sense. So you... Because it was a good lie. Hey, I mean, hey, blame hey. it on the Mormon. Like, Did your dad uh, ever try to give you a sex talk? No. Okay. No. My dad and I do not talk about sex. If I... <laughs> we don't talk about, like, women's health. If I mm. say something about my period, he's like, Holly, come on. Like, you know what I mean? He doesn't... Oh, okay. No, 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 no. He's a little bit more, like, prim and proper in that way. He's definitely mm -hmm. more... Um, chill with it now only because mm -hmm. I like to make him uncomfortable with it. And so now he's kind of gotcha. used to it. Mm -hmm. um, but no, never a sex talk in any way, shape or form with my father. I'm sure if I even told him that I'd like kissed someone, he'd be like, Ugh. like, oh no. my God, that's funny. No, that's funny. No, not with Papa Hickman. Love you, dad. But we're never going to have that conversation ever. And if you're listening to this, stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get um, it. My grandfather's the opposite. Oh, he's like he wants to have the sex talk and well, like I don't, I wouldn't even be say open that about I, that kind of stuff. I don't think I'd ever had the quote unquote sex talk because it was very easy from the jump for my grandparents to just be yeah, like, yeah, I mean, same. It was like that birth control conversation was my sex talk, and it yeah. wasn't really like a sex talk, like uh -huh. you think about. Yeah, yeah. No, mine was just when they finally told me like my story of like my mom and like how young she was. Mm. It became don't. How get old were you when they told you that? Probably, like, young. Like, I would say under 10. Oh, sh okay. Like, because I, because you're, how old are you when you go into middle school? Like, 13? No. Younger, younger than, than that, that. Like, 11. Yeah. And so, I think I was in fifth grade or so. And they were like, yeah, so, because I, that's when I started asking a lot more questions, I think. Mm. And got more bold with the questions About I asked. like your parentage or? Yes, oh, okay. because that's around when my grandfather hired the PI to find my dad. Was around fifth grade. Ah. So there was like a lot of questioning going on. And then I think that, that, that feels about right for them being like. Wait, did they not know who your dad was or they just didn't know where he was? My dad has a very generic name. And no one had any way of contacting him or knowing where or like oh, what was okay. going on. Like, but they knew who he was. Like, yes, like your mom they always knew, knew who the father was. Yes, okay. they knew who he was. They knew what high school he went to, and that was they about just it. Couldn't seem to find him. And they knew what college he went to because he played football. Ah. So then it was like, okay, we have a couple of things to go off of. Yeah. And my grandparents didn't really like that was about all they got so he just hired somebody to do all the investigating because all my grandfather had done was find like thousands of names that yeah. were his name in yeah. florida 
because that's also the only thing they knew was that he at one point obviously lived in Daytona Beach because that's yeah. where I'm born. Anyway, so they told me they were like, yeah, you know, your mom and him were like 15. Like, that's young. They were in high school. Like, the reason that he left, all this kind of stuff. And they were like, you can't do that. They yeah. were like, you will not get pregnant in jump. high school this is not because you don't want to have, like, you don't want to have a kid that's in the same situation you are. And they were very much like, we're the grandparents, but those would be your grandparents. Like, those yeah. would be your kid's grandparents, and we're not raising another kid. Yeah. And so I was, like, very much, like, almost afraid of sex to an extent because I was, like, if I have sex, I'm going to get pregnant. Yeah. And then I'm going to ruin everybody's life. Yeah. That's kind of my mindset. So I didn't really need, like, a, this is the birds and the bees. It was just, this is how you were born, so don't fuck it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it's, It wasn't that. even, like, that aggressive or anything like yeah. that, but that's just kind of how I interpreted it. Was it was still just, like, one of those things where they were firm about it. Yeah. And then I remember, like... Mm, a couple years later, wherever I was to close to starting my period, like I got a book about it, like an American Girl doll book. Do you know what I'm talking yep. about? Where it's like your mind, yep. body, the whatever. Care and keeping of you. Yes. The yep. Care and keeping of you. I literally still have it at home. Oh it's my, on my god! Bookshelf. It's at my grandparents' house still. I got that one, and it was like from then on, my grandparents because I went back and forth between their houses because they what didn't. A great book. Let me just comment oh. on that real quick. An insanely amazing book. Literally read that thing cover to cover probably 25 times. No, literally, I lived for that book. Phenomenal. That book was we perfect. need a modern version of that for, like, young girls today. today. Mm -hmm. Because that book genuinely was so informational, uh, informational about just, like, being a woman and yes. what that means and how to take care of yourself. And, oh like, God. very impactful. Great yes. job, American Girl. Great Claps. job. Anyways, um, you're going back and forth between. Yes. Yeah, so my grandparents didn't live together at the time. So I would go back and forth between their houses. So obviously, like if I was with my grandfather for the week and he felt like he needed to check in and be like, are you in your period? Do you need something? Like he was very open about having yeah. those conversations with me. Like to this day, he'll like if I was on my period or something and like I was cramping, I could tell him that. And he would just be like, oh, do you like need something like what? Like, yeah, like he's very like. That doesn't bother him yeah. to just have those conversations. So I appreciate it. So, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, that was my rant. Love it. Um, okay. So I'm curious about a couple of things here. Because, like, obviously both of these are the same topic where it's, like, talking about sex, et cetera. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And was there anything, like, when you know you had done something wrong or fucked up or this or the other, what to you made you afraid to tell your mother or your grandmother about something? Like, was it the fear of them being disappointed in you, the consequences, judgment? Like, what was, like, hard for you to handle with them knowing that information or whatever? Like, what made you hold it back, essentially? Um. So when I was younger, none of this would apply to my mom because I really didn't have a deep relationship with her. Yeah. But, like, when it came to my grandmother, I think my biggest fear would be either judgment or disappointment. Mm -hmm. Mostly because if I really fucked up, which I can think of one instance that I will not speak of right now, I knew for a fact it was about to be disappointment from everyone. And so I, like, that would have been my reason. Even though I got caught regardless, like, I know for a fact disappointment would be high on my list for that. Yeah. But, like, even that, that's, like, one of the only things I can think of because I grew up telling them every fucking thing, basically. Mm. That wasn't, like, sex. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I'm, I, like, genuinely, like, the first time I got pulled over, didn't get a ticket, but I still went home and told them every single thing. And I cried because I was so scared that they were going to still be mad at me for getting pulled over, yeah. even though... It was literally fine, but I knew I had broken the law because I had girls in the car that I was supposed to have in the car. And, like, I was, uh, like, there were just, like, so many different things where I was, like, oh, my God, this is it. Like, I'm about to get. But I never, like, had punishments like that. I never really got grounded. Yeah. I never had a curfew. Like, there was a very open, like, That's situation where, like, there was no reason for me to be really scared of, like, a consequence. Mm -hmm. But I held myself to a really high standard. So even if I felt like what I did now was very minuscule, in that time, I held, like, an unhealthy standard probably for a child to be, yeah. like, that stressed out about disappointing, even though we're kids, we're learning. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. 
But yeah. It's funny because I, same with me where I definitely, I, I never feared consequences because the consequences just that my parents were giving were not ever like super crazy or anything but like disappointment fear of disappointment was like my number one thing yeah. it's still my number one thing mm-hmm. like I just have a deep fear of like disappointing my parents like to this oh, day yes. I won't tell them something if I feel like they're gonna be disappointed in me mm-hmm. not that I feel like I have to hold anything back these days because I you know yeah I don't do fuck shit you know what I mean but yeah, yeah, yeah still yeah. um and like same where I feel like I've always other than a couple of things here and there um I do feel like I've been able to pretty much tell my parents everything. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or even if they knew and I thought I was like keeping it a secret or they, yeah. I thought I was hiding it. You know what I mean? They didn't like make a big deal out of it. They basically let me keep my secret that I thought yeah. I had essentially. No, I get that. But I was going to ask about how you think strict versus lax parenting affects that because like, it sounds like we both kind of had more of like a relaxed parenting style growing up mm-hmm. because I think my parents were a little bit harder on my brother because he was the boy and um, the first kid also oftentimes gets like the brunt of yeah. discipline and everything. But with me, they were pretty freaking chill. But I also, mm-hmm. I didn't like fuck around and find out as well. Like they, yeah, like, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I wasn't like going off and like, doing whatever mm-hmm. stuff um i'm just curious your thoughts like do you think if you had had stricter parents you would have feared the consequences more or like how do you, just how do you think it would have affected it um i mean yeah i think that if i had strict parents like hell yeah i would have feared the consequences because they probably would have been way worse but like for example ugh, i don't even know i don't want to say this in like a bad way but like my grandparents were so lax that when my mom moved back to Georgia and moved in with us and started trying to implement her whole, her own rules, I remember getting so irritated because I was not a bad kid and I had never done anything like she had done. And so I was so pissed off because I was like, I've never had a curfew before. I've never had rules. Oh, so your gonna... mom came in and like was stricter than she your was, grandparents. She was trying to be the strict mom. And I wow. remember it because I was like, this is not how this works. And it was fine because my grandparents were really good about keeping that balance. And I, I mean, that could have resulted in me being very like having like animosity towards my mom, I think, but like yeah. it kind of relaxed out. But I remember like, for example, this is so minuscule, but like for prom, it was my prom. No, it was not my prom. It was my boyfriend's senior year prom. Mm. And this is kind of goes along with sex because my mom thought I had lost my virginity to him. And it was prom night, and my grandparents told me that I could do whatever the fuck I wanted, basically. They Mm -hmm. were like, you can go out, like, you can, whatever, as long as you are safe, you let us know, like, where you're going, like, you come home, like, whatever. And my mom was like, oh, absolutely not. You need to be home by this time. And, like, did not budge. And I was like, you're joking. You're 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 literally joking. And I look back on it now, and I'm like, I know that that was just because she was probably being, like, protective or whatever, and she knew, like whatever, like, I don't want my daughter to get pregnant, like, whatever. I'm like, okay. But I could see that if I would have been raised like that, Mm -hmm. I would have been way more bitchy, I think. Like, I think I would have been very different because I liked the idea that my grandparents were lax and they trusted me. I was going to say, it's a lot about so much trust. trust. And, like, I had plenty of opportunities, plenty of opportunities to act a fool, I had friends that were acting foolish. I had friends that were on drugs that would sneak out. Like, I had plenty of opportunity. You know what I mean? And always in the back of my mind, I just could not fathom, one, disappointing my grandparents, or two, taking the trust that they so easily gave me and just shitting on it. Yeah. Like, it just, like... You couldn't do that. I couldn't. Like, and it, I think it was because, like, they were so open and honest about their expectations, and they were willing to let me figure it out on my own yeah I mean like that I mean that's like I feel like that's most parenting I see that a I'm lot like of kids need to figure it out on their own yeah like you it's still have to do so it regardless lessons. because I feel like if you are too strict you can, it can backfire it can so backfire fast. because I had one friend growing up and I have he literally had to have that fake police arresting happen in his house they, where they tried to like shake some like yeah sense into him sense into him and he still spiraled because like the 
and it also sucked for him because we were we were the same age, so like we always like hung out or whatever. But he would talk about how he was the youngest, and all of his older brothers got like away with so much shit. And then when it oh, came it to him, yeah, opposite. But when it came to him, they were trying to crack down because a couple of his brothers had you know gone a little crazy. Um, uh, and he was like, but why is it that when I try to do it, everything's like so, so, so much worse. And so I just, I don't know. I don't, I can see the benefits of being more strict if you can tell your child needs more structure in that way. Yeah. But I just think my personality, personality never really required a strict parenting. Like I, yeah. I genuinely think I only fucked up one time and one time alone. And yeah. that was it. I mean, I, it's funny because a couple of times on the podcast, we've talked about how different like our high school experiences were. Yeah. And it makes me giggle a little bit because you were saying how you had so many, like plenty of opportunities to mm-hmm. fuck around, you know what I mean? And do whatever. Yeah. Shit. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and now I'm looking back on it and I'm like, maybe part of the reason my parents trusted me so much is because I didn't even like have those opportunities. Like, Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, like prom night, like I didn't even go to my senior prom. I never went to my own prom. I only went to my friends at the time on junior year. I went to my mm-hmm. friend in Florida's prom and my friend here in Georgia's prom. And like, it was just us two going. We didn't even have like a pregame <laughs> really. Like we yeah. went and took some pictures with some people and like, that was kind of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't even like that. And then obviously with like dance and everything, it was like, I mean, I was, her with her there, super. <laughs> she ran through that mouse. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sorry. Sorry, that was Lily, my cat, you guys, if you heard it. Uh, she does this thing where she like holds a cat in her mouth and meows at the same time. Holds and a cat in her mouse. Holds her mouse in her mouth. mouth. Oh my god. And meows <laughs> at the same time, and it's really funny every time. Uh, and sometimes she sounds like she's dying. It's kind of scary. Um anyway. <laughs> anyways, yeah, but like even like with dance, it was like I was at dance really late most nights, which, like, you have that similar in theater. But then it was Mm -hmm. also, like, people that I hung with outside of that were, like, my dance friends who were all also Mm -hmm. pretty, like, straight cut. You know what I mean? So it's just one of those things where, like, the opportunities weren't even there. I never went to a high school party. Like. That's wild to me. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's so different. Like, I literally, yeah. And I, I will say that, like. A very like small. Like maybe, it because, maybe my parents would have been more strict, like they were with my brother, mm-hmm. if those opportunities were there. But they like, just weren't. I just, yeah. I didn't party like crazy or anything. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like I was not like a crazy kid in general. I did go to hall like some high school parties. Yeah. But I also think my grandparents were spot on with knowing which one of my friends were not learned long term friends. Oh, heard. Because wait, actually, okay, let me take that back. I actually did go to a high school party. Okay, pop off. I did go to one high school party. Mm-hmm. It was like more of like a kickback. It was chill. Mm-hmm. But I do think there was alcohol involved. Oh my gosh. I didn't partake. No. You know me. Not not then. Tee-hee. Uh, but I, I do have like one distinct memory of one. That and I like one kickback. But I wouldn't even almost even call it a kickback. It was like six of us hanging out and like yeah. watching TV and talking. Like it wasn't even, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, girl, I did go to one, so I'm not that lame. I went to one. Okay? I believe you. <laughs> I went to one. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad you had a high school party. I mean, a bunch of the high school parties I went to were more kickbacks. There was a couple, like I remember my senior year, two girls had a birthday and they threw a banging rave in their garage. Oh dang! I mean, it was lit. Mm. Um, was fun. But yeah, like nothing like too too crazy. But like yeah. spring break. Like, I went with, like, friends that, not every year, but, like, one year I went with a friend who was, like, my bad friend. Not my bad friend, but, like. The one who acts a little more out of pocket, yeah. Yes. Who's, like, drugged up now. So, you know what I mean? And, like, buck wild. Yeah. And, like, even when I went with my friends Brittany and Amanda back then, um, like, we went to the damn Travis Scott concert at Club La Vila. And then we also went to, um, like, a, not them, but with this other girl, we went to freaking see Bubba Sparks and the Ying Yang Twins, and I got on stage and was acting foolish. Oh, my like, gosh. But you see, like, that was in high school. Like, yeah. doing way too much as a high schooler. Yeah. But even when I did that, I wasn't drinking. I wasn't doing drugs. Like, the worst thing I did was get on stage and probably twerk. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, in the grand scheme, 
<laughs> nothing crazy. I'm still a good kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, oh, wait, I was going to ask you a question. Oh, yeah, go for it. Okay, so do you think that it is healthy to tell your mom everything? No. Okay. I think that it's not healthy to tell your mom everything. I think that, okay, mm-hmm. let me explain myself here. Yes. There are some things that you need to figure out on your own, mm-hmm. and you need to figure out it figure it out on your own from start to finish. Mm-hmm. If every single time you mess up, every single time you whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. if you run to mom every single time yeah, and tell her and she either helps you fix it or tells you how to fix it or this mm-hmm. or the other, you know, I think eventually you can tell everything, but I think in the moment, like there are things that I'm happy that I kept to myself when I was that age, mm-hmm. because now we can look back on it and laugh versus if right. I told her in the moment, then I think it would be a sore spot that's not worth us having a sore spot over. If that right. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like the virginity thing. Now we look back on it and laugh because it's so far in the past. Mm-hmm. I didn't get pregnant or anything. Right. We've openly talked about sex and sexual health and all that sort of stuff together. Yeah. That now we look back on it and laugh versus in the moment, if I was like, Hey, actually I lied. I kind of feel like it would be a little more, more of a sore spot. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm not, whatever. But the other thing that I kind of think that is a piece of this personally, and I'm not a mom, so I feel like moms listening to this might feel very differently and be like, no, yeah, tell course. me everything. Of course. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But like, I also just think that even as a kid, you're owed, you're owed some privacy. If that oh, makes sense. Mm-hmm. And again, it kind of goes back to like learning lessons and everything on your own and figuring out who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And I think that, Again, if you run to mom about everything, every mm-hmm. single thing, I just think it's one of those things, again, where it's like there's that loss of privacy and that ability to figure out who you are, solve problems yourself, that yeah. kind of thing. That's, yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it definitely does. I definitely, I, I feel like as long as you're not hurting yourself or someone else, most of the things that you want to keep to yourself at that age are probably fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. So. And I also, I'll also say that like, if you do go tell your mom everything, mm-hmm. I'm not at all saying that you're unhealthy or you have an unhealthy relationship with your mom. Mm-hmm. I think that if your mom is able to create the kind of relationship where you feel comfortable telling her everything, mm-hmm. 10, five out of five stars, like you, yeah. you're doing a really good job, mom. Mm-hmm. Like that's great your kid probably also isn't doing much of anything crazy. So that's mm-hmm, why they feel comfortable mm-hmm. telling you. But also, you know what I mean? Like, like good yeah. for you that you're able to create that kind of relationship. But like, even like in my heart and soul, I know that I could have told my mom all of the things that I had mm-hmm. done in the moment. She still would have loved me, still would have accepted me. Maybe there would have been more consequences. Maybe there would have been some stricter parenting because I'd done X, Y, or Z or whatever it was. Right. I know it would not have changed our relationship like that badly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, I just have that like gut feeling that it's like, it just wouldn't be the same. No, I get it. And I think holding on to your privacy, even as like a young teen or whatever, I think is fine. Yeah. Just again, like you said, as long as you're not hurting yourself or anybody else, Fine, but, like, if you're in a situation where you're hurting yourself or somebody else or somebody mm-hmm. could get hurt or you need help, yeah, of course. Go talk to your mom about mm-hmm. it, like, if you can. You know what I mean? If you've got yeah. that kind of relationship, so, yeah. Exactly, and, like, kind of like what you're saying, like, depending on your relationship. I was talking about this earlier with you about how I feel like when you're young, your problems can feel like your mom's problems or your dad's or whoever's problems. Yeah. And so as you get older, sometimes at least for me, your issues can feel more of like a burden when you're expressing them to them. Mm. And so where is that boundary of a line where you're like, you know, I don't want to keep telling you things that I know I can fix on my own. Yeah. Like, cause I don't want to like upset you. I don't want you yes. to also bear this burden of this negative exactly. feeling or whatever. Right. Yeah. Cause like if you ask me if I'm fine and I'm 
say I'm fine, but I'm really not. Like, I don't want you to worry about me because exactly. I know I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. Like, it's yeah. not a, but it's like. I feel that. I do that sometimes too. Your problems too. are your problems. Like, focus on you. You don't have to focus on me as much All anymore, which I know is like, I'm not a mom either. So I know moms out They're there like, are no, like, no, let me worry about Good you. Good luck making yeah. me not, you know, whatever. But, and then I was also going to say too, is like, with me and my mom specifically, I feel like now I tell her almost everything. Mm-hmm. Like, not everything, but I mean, just about. Just about. I mean, like, with what happened this past weekend, yeah. I literally called her that night. Like, <laughs> she was the first person I was like, she's going to answer. This bitch is definitely going to answer me. Yeah. Like, even though it's See, four in the morning. You so much, mom, but that still wouldn't be me. Exactly. And, and I will say, like, good relationships are not always, like, built on sharing. And mm-hmm. bad relationships aren't always fixed by sharing. So, yeah. like, 100%. just because, like, and I wouldn't even classify my mom and I's relationship ever as bad. Yeah. But, like, it wasn't as strong when I was younger. And, like, even if I would have overshared with her the things that I wasn't sharing with my grandmother, I don't think that would have fixed anything in our relationship. Yeah. And just because I share more with her now than I probably share with my grandmother, I don't think that changes the value of either relationship. Like, I just think that everyone, like, they're all very, like... It's just different. Yeah, it yeah. is just different. And and that's why sometimes, and I know she doesn't like when I say it, but when I say that my mom is, like, very sisterly to me, it's because I feel like, I do share with her things that you wouldn't just share with your mother. Yeah. Like, like you said, like most of my friends would not share what happened yeah. with their mom. They yeah. might tell their sister. Yeah. But I feel like that's kind of that's a compliment saying, I, I to my mom. Probably my first call with my sister-in-law. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. That's probably a compliment For to my you, mom obviously. in that regard. Or yeah. Or you know, too. <laughs> but like, I was like 4 a.m. Who am I going to actually bother to wake up? Mm-hmm. My mom. Yeah. And I also, like, know she's going to answer. Not anything to you, but I know you put your shit on do not disturb, but you wasn't going to answer yeah, for Yeah, 9 p.m. I... <laughs> so. Yeah, unless you die in. And Char was already asleep, so I was sitting in the car like, somebody, somebody listen to this story right now. Anyway, That's so, funny. yeah. Yeah, I, um, okay, so I want to hear your other story. Oh, God. Um, and then I do have a couple other questions and, like, things to talk about, but I want to okay. hear what your other story is. Okay. I genuinely don't remember if I told my mom that this happened. I definitely know I didn't tell my grandmother. But, okay. So when I, when my mom moved back here, she, like, would take me everywhere. I mean, like, to anybody's house, to do anything. Like, Mm. we were, like, we were riding, like, homies. Okay? We were homies. Um, So I met a lot. Of her guy friends. And, and I think I was in high school when I met this guy and his brother. And his brother always, like, heavily flirted with me. Would always be like, you should take me to prom. Like, whatever. But okay, he so was, you're in, like, high school at this time. Yes, and he's older than me. Okay. The younger brother, well, both of them are older than me. But the younger brother's, like, closer to my age, like, I could have probably, like, written to my school and taken him to prom, but, like, that was never going to happen because I was yeah. not into him. Yeah. Anyway, fast forward to college, minding my own business, and I get a DM from the older brother. From the older brother? I was dating my mom back in high school. Uh-uh. And he's like, hey, Zoe, like, just saw your page and, like, couldn't resist like DMing you because you're just so beautiful or whatever, you know, like some shit like that. Oh, and I literally uh, remember reading it and being like, LOL, cool. Like, I, nope. I was just like, and I think okay. I just liked it and like didn't like respond because I was like, weird. Because I will say, like, some of my mom's friends that like guy friends, like, On not Instagram, even, yeah, DM. Okay. I was like, not even like guy friends that she's dated, but like just her guy friends follow me or added me. And, like, I'll have conversations with, like, because they're kind of just, like, cool like that. But, like, not weird. Like, they've never been, like, because you're so beautiful. Yeah. Right? So then just, like, let that go. Right? I was, like, whatever. Keep in mind, my mom doesn't really have social media all the time. So she's not, like, on my page and shit. Mm -hmm. When I tell you that man literally went on a liking spree, like, a full liking spree, kept DMing me for, like, probably about three or four days. And I finally was, like, hey, like. I am not interested in whatever you're, like, trying to get no at. Because he wasn't, like, thanks. very direct of, like, I want to take you on a date. He was just like, wow, like, you're so pretty, like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, 
I don't really I know, know what you're like, saying. Even what you're not you're, saying you know this. what I mean? I was yeah. like, I don't know, like what you're getting at. Whatever. <laughs> then <laughs> I get a freaking ad on Snapchat right after this. Okay, Roman with Snapchat, I have a whole separate problem with. And then I get an ad on Facebook. And then I get a call on Facebook because I literally told you about this day. You can FaceTime on Facebook through Messenger. Ugh. And I'm like, absolutely not. Leave ignored me alone. it. Ignored it. And then finally he sends me a fucking snap that I open that literally says, So when are we fucking? Oh! Ah! And I immediately block, 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 block. And then, bitch, and then I casually brought him up to my mom a few days later. That man is in fucking jail. So, so he's just bored. So he's just bored? And you came to my page? When were you fucking, man? You in the clean. Yeah, like, the also, fuck? bitch, back then he was, like, approaching 30. And I was in fucking college. Like, get out of my shit. I really, mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry I never told you this. But literally, when we fucking, that was, I just distinctly remember it because it also included a fucking dick pic. <gasps> when we fucking. And I was like. I should have known because the background definitely was giving prison. My okay, like literally, y'all, grown men. If you have Snapchat, <laughs> delete if you it. You are over the age of thirty, delete and you it. have Snapchat. Delete that app. Delete it. Delete that app. Delete it. I'm judging you because literally, like I. Oh my god. No. That no. is like the one story no. that I I because okay. If the younger brother would have said it. I still would have been like, fuck you, no. But I think I would have been more chill with it because we're so close in age and we actually like flirted back then, even though it was yeah. never anything and I would have never dated him. But for the older brother who knew that I flirted with the younger brother who dated my mother. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And is persistent as fuck. Like Instagram didn't work. I'm going to go to Snapchat. Snapchat didn't work. I'm going to go to Facebook. She doesn't answer my phone on Facebook, so I'm just gonna go ahead and send her a dick pic because obviously a because dick pic. Obviously, gonna, that's what that's she wants. Sell it. That's she doesn't respond to me ever. That's all I need Unless to do. You though. have Cassian, Lord of Bloodshed's dick. I'm not interested. And Sorry. then you have to look like Cassian and have wings. You got wings. You got bow wings. You got wings. <laughs> Are you Asriel? The wing fetish. Are you Asriel? Do you sing to shadows? <laughs> if not, it's get not out of my DMs, Zayden. This is not an ad for saying, A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Mass. Just saying. Just saying. But also, if you want to pay us, Sarah, we will talk about it more. <laughs> Gladly. Anyway, sorry. We'll also do it for free. <laughs> um, oh, but yeah, man. that's my story. I just, uh, dude, that shit sits in my brain. That is so funny because that is so far from my story that I'm just cackling. Girl, my other story was the fact that when I was in fourth grade, mm -hmm. my friend had glasses and I decided I also want glasses. So I lied to my mom oh. and I faked my eye exam <laughs> and I got glasses that I didn't need. Uh -huh. And now you need glasses. I'm pretty actually. sure I'm technically legally blind. I'm legally blind. How bad? Hold on. Let me look this up. That's funny because I did the same thing. But I couldn't even lie well enough to get glasses. They straight up told me. I mean, you don't really need glasses. Oh my gosh, it's only if it's negative 2.5 or lower. What are you? Bitch, I'm negative 4 and negative 4.5. What does that mean? I have 2,400 vision. Okay, wait, okay, I'm sorry. I really need somebody to break this down. So 2020, 2020 is, perfect is perfect vision. So if you increase your number or decrease, like, what does that mean? Like, it's whether you're nearsighted or farsighted. So, like, I So negative versus positive. Yeah, so, like, if you can see closer to you, I right. believe that would be, like, a 20, like, 10, let's say. So if I'm only two points lower than 20, I'm already legally blind? Or two and a half? I don't think that's how... No, because visual acuity of negative 2.5 is equivalent to 2200 vision. So it's what's... It's not like an even... It's not... They're, they're not related, those numbers, essentially. Okay. So what's legally blind? Negative two and a half prescription. But what does that equal? I don't know. Oh, okay. 2200. 2200, sorry. 2200. 20 so two, slash 200. 
Like so 20. 200 away from 20. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. And what are you? I'm 2,400. I'm, du- I'm double what is considered legally blind, blind essentially. Oh, so she's <laughs> I mean, I literally can't see. Bitch, <laughs> what do you see? Uh, How can you try? It's Because act- <laughs> I have contact, bitch. I know, but like, if you didn't have your contacts in, what do you see? I literally don't. <laughs> you wake up and you don't see shit. No. <laughs> Why do you think that? you see i'm shook because i like, can't see anything about more than eight inches in front of me like if it's that's, that's here I, fucking insane to me that's when it's, it gets blurry that's insane yeah well okay it was, it was funny because i got really pissed off about it the other night actually because i was like i'm such a fucking idiot because we hear like a weird clang the other night this is before you got back and mm. um it sounded like a door shutting okay and so brenda and i both immediately like sat up in bed and we're like on alert or yeah. whatever because clearly i'm not here <laughs> yeah yeah so and i knew you weren't coming home for like another couple of days so brendan grabs his gun off the uh nightstand and is like going and sweeping the house yeah yeah, yeah. then he goes down into the garage to go check your room to make mm. sure that nobody's hiding out in there yeah and i am just standing (laughs) at the bedroom because i don't know where i put my glasses i can't find them and And i wasn't see yeah and i wasn't gonna waste contacts on it and so literally i'm like standing at our bedroom door looking at the staircase and then when the door opens back up i'm like my god i hope that's brendan because he comes up the stairs and i literally just go hey and he's like (laughs) Yeah? And I'm like, okay, I just didn't know if it was going to be you. And if it wasn't you, I didn't know what to do because I can't see. <laughs> so I literally was like fumbling That's not around. Funny, actually. That's so sad. It actually, like, I was like, fuck, I need to make sure I keep my glasses in my nightstand drawer because yeah. that is where I normally keep them. But like, we traveled and I put them in like one of my bags instead yeah, of the bag. Of course. I just have not figured out where I put, I have put them yet. At the end of the day, I could have gone and put a pair of contacts in. Yeah. But it was one of those moments where I was like, bitch, you really need to keep your glasses. I think if Brendan hadn't been here and you'd been by yourself, you would have fucking put some contacts in. You know what I mean? No, I would have. A hundred percent. You had backup, so it was fine. But, um... It it was... It's just funny, though, because I I did have a moment of reflection, and I was like, if I didn't Mm -hmm. fake an eye exam in fourth grade, maybe I would, you know, not get murdered tonight. But I am... See, and I couldn't even fake mine well enough because I did the same thing where I lied and said I needed glasses. Well, I didn't really lie. I was struggling to, like, see the board. Yeah. But, like, not apparently the way everyone struggles. Yeah. And so I literally, they literally were like, you don't need glasses, but if you really want to try, like, we can give you, and I mean, like, it was, like, a barely a prescription. Like That's what mine was so little. to start. It was, like, negative 0.5. And it was so painful for me to put on my eyes that I never wore my glasses. Like oh, I would like wear give them you a headache. Like, yeah, I would wear them and immediately get a headache. So I was like, clearly I don't need these. Yeah. So like, I kind of lied, but I kind of didn't lie, but I liked the way it looked because everybody had glasses. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was like, I was teetering. And then well, finally I was like, I'm not wearing these because my head hurts. It was one of those things where to this day, it's like, because I, because I did technically fake it. I don't know if my eyes would have gotten worse just because or not, right. because it was one of those things when I did get the glasses, they weren't painful for me, no headaches or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, I put them on and obviously it sharpens things. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I was like, Oh, like, okay. nice. I can see, a l- I can see a little bit further, mm-hmm. but it was one of those things where like, did I really like actually need them at the time? Maybe definitely not. not. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like they, wild. they Do your parents wear did glasses? help, uh, Girl, my family is blind every which way, except okay. Andrew. Um, my okay. dad is like me. He's super nearsighted. He can't see far. My mom, one eye, this is so fucking funny. This is like so, this is one of those things where my mom and I are similar because I also refuse to um, acknowledge my ailments and get treated for them. Mm. My eyes are the only thing that I'm good about, but that's also because like they will be, get really painful if I don't like take care of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also can't see. So- <laughs> but my mom has one eye that's nearsighted and one eye that's farsighted. Damn. And so, like... How rude. She, her brain can, like, naturally use one eye or the other just because she's gone for so long. 
without without like adjusting it taking care of it and like slowly getting prescriptions like to what she needs them to be where a few years ago she did try and get glasses that corrected both eyes and made them equal but because her brain was so used to basically forcing one eye or the other to focus for her again it gave her her super bad headache and Mm -hmm. she just like couldn't deal with it now she wears readers like when she's working and stuff because Mm -hmm. i think her nearsighted vision is also getting like a little bit fuzzy Mm. um but it was funny because, like, I remember we were talking about it, and I was like, how do you drive? And she <laughs> looked at me in all seriousness, and she closes one eye and goes like this. <laughs> I literally was like, what? And she was like, no. But, like, I just – that's what my brain does for me. Yeah. And I just – yeah. I mean, I already don't love her driving, and she knows that. Love you, Mom. But I also hate, like, everyone's driving. Yeah. Because it just gives me anxiety. But – it's I extra don't like her driving and now it like it like now made that it you so know much that. worse because I'm like I know you can only see out of one eye. That's so funny. One of your eyes is not helping you in this situation. Yeah. Like you're blind on one side, lady. Like yeah. so funny. Um I mean, yeah. My gra- I mean my mom just got trifocals, like new oh, ones. Oh dang. And my grandmother's always worn glasses. Paul has glasses, but we're not blood related so that doesn't really affect me yeah i don't think my dad has glasses but i how the fuck would i know yeah um but yeah i'm i'm pretty sure my uncle has glasses. like everyone has fucking glasses yeah. but i will say like i don't ever like hurt to read signs when i'm driving i don't hurt to read books like my eyes are oh, just i wish chilling. we could switch eyes for a day just so you could like see yeah yeah exactly that's why i'm like i'm curious because the only time i've noticed now and i think it's because i'm and I, I'm, I'm almost positive just because I've read a lot about it, but I think I'm starting to get a little bit of astigmatism at like nighttime which, because when I drive at night, I'll notice that it's a little bit harder for me to see the same distance I'm very comfortable seeing mm-hmm. during the day. And it gets a little blurry yeah. and the, the, the lights really fuck with me now yeah. more than, I mean, not like detrimentally. But, like, more than I'm used to. And yeah. it might be, it could literally be so minuscule. But because it's changing, I'm noticing You're it like, more. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't even know that that's really fixable. So I'm just kind of like, yeah. I'm just going to ride it out until I'm like, okay, clearly I need to go. Which also, I've never been, I have not been to an eye doctor since, like, middle school. Oh. I might be blinder than you think. A lot of people do that where they, like, go get their eyes checked after years. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things, too, though, where it's like, I... It's kind of one of those like almost evolutionary things, I feel like, in a sense where your eyes don't have to be as good these days mm-hmm. because you can just go get contacts or glasses. Like I was kind of reading yeah. about that of like people that have like their vision has gotten better because they haven't just like um, almost medicated is the best word I can think of with like contacts or glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much, you know, truth there is to that and whatever, but I have read some articles about that. Interesting. Which is really interesting. Yeah. Cause like back way, way, way back in the day, mm-hmm. if you were blind or you were had blurry vision. Like you just, you had to function. Yeah, <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean? Like that was your only option. Right. And so Figure you know, it out. slowly, yeah. Like your brain would, I guess, or your, I don't know, would help you out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, for example, those boxes over there, when I was a kid, I could probably read you every single thing that that box said, like now, every little word. Yeah. Right now I can't make out those words, mm-hmm. but they're also very small. But like yeah. when I was a kid, by the way, she's looking at some USPS boxes that are like 25 feet away from her. Yeah. Like I, the only reason I know it says United States Postal Service is because that's the fucking logo. Yeah couldn't i mean i could see priority mail we're also sitting in the dark (laughs) but you know what i mean like that like but i know as a kid you would have been able to read that because i used to use it as like a fucking impressive thing to do Mm. especially with my grandparents friends because my grandparents would always be like zoe has such good vision she can read this (laughs) read it zoe (laughs) (laughs) that's funny oh man also because oh this is so weird but when i was a kid if we were outside or like somewhere where a bug might be and it could be pitch black dark, mm-hmm. I could find that bug and see it in the dark. Oh. And so, like, uh, that was, like, a thing for me. one thing is I always have felt like I've had, like, really good, like, night vision. Like, mm-hmm. I know it's, like, not good to strain your eyes in the dark, so I, like, will try and be good about mm-hmm. that because I naturally, like, if I'm, like, reading for a few hours, it will, like, get dark outside and I will not have turned the yes. light on and I'll just keep reading. And so I know that's not good for you, so, like, I try and, like, be good about turning, like, a lamp on or something. Mm-hmm. Um. 
but it's hard for me because as someone who loves being in the dark, I just, whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah. my mom always gets on to me when I don't turn a lamp on. She's like, you need to turn a lamp on. Your eyes are going to get messed up. And I'm like, but I can see. And she's like, I don't care. I don't care. No yeah. way. That's kind of how I am, but just like to myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have that argument with me. Yeah. But um, like I've noticed that before though, where like we'll be in the dark and Brendan's like, how the fuck are you seeing right now? And I'm like, I don't know. I just can. Like I just... I got super night. What do you mean? I can just see. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, or even like my mom. I'm like, I can, I can, I can see that. Like, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I got, I got good night vision. I yeah, got good hey. normal vision, but I got lasers. That's impressive. You know. Hey. Um. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> getting back to the subject. How are we doing on time? Are we doing okay? We're good. We're good. We're okay. Because I have one more question that I have in my like list that I kind of yeah. wanted to go over. We can do that, and then we'll close. It. This one might be a tough one. Oh God. And it's very open ended. So. Take it and run with it however you feel like. Mm, I just love that. This is kind of going back to like the mom-daughter relationship stuff. Okay. Describe what type of daughter you think you are. Um, I think I am a good daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm a very loving daughter. I think I'm a very... Um, I think I'm a hype man daughter. Hmm. Um, I think I'm like, like I'm a listener, like, and like, I'm an active listener. Like I'm an active, like, I want to know what you're going through. Yeah. So I, in that way, like, I feel like I'm kind of like emotionally, what is the word? available not available but like and I don't want to say concerned but like I'm the kind of daughter that like oh actually I'm emotionally unavailable sometimes in the sense that like I will hide my emotions from my Mm. my mom yeah or my grandmother or at least try to but one of the quotes that me and my mom and my grandmother all of us say to each other all the time is we're not emotional and it's usually (laughs) when one of us is being very emotional we'll be like but we're not emotional that's funny because we I think we all kind of do it yeah um but yeah that's why I think like I'm an emotional daughter that's how I'll just say it I'm an emotional daughter I'm a loving daughter I'm I'm a little psychotic daughter (laughs) I'm an overwhelmed daughter I'm a what's another word I might use I'm I keep you on your toes. <laughs> I'm a, you never know what the fuck's gonna go on because my life is a roller coaster daughter. Roller coaster daughter. Um, That's a good one. I'm a roller coaster daughter. Yeah, I'm definitely a roller coaster da- daughter. I'm a surprise daughter because I shall be do surprising folks. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like that, that kind of answers it. Like, I just feel yeah. like I'm, I'm like all over the place and yeah. I feel like, um, my grandmother's answer would be different from my mom's answer on what mm-hmm. kind of daughter I am. For sure. Um, because I think that like, and I, I really think that like my perception of myself might also be different from them because I'm a very like, not simple, but like I said, closed off in the sense of yeah. like, I am a simple, good Samaritan mm-hmm. to my grandmother. Yeah. But I'm a little bit more reckless and wild to my mom probably. Yeah. That makes sense. So that makes sense based off of like the relationship dynamics you have with each of them. So yeah, not surprised. But yeah, heard you. Mm. <laughs> uh, I I I also I think that I'm a good daughter. You're a child of God. I'm, I'm a child of God. <laughs> God, God. Sorry, that was funny to me. I don't know why. <laughs> it's the fact that I immediately said, "God damn!" Like, oh, that is not. I'm gonna be struck down tonight. That's Sorry. Night. Um. I do think that I'm a good daughter. I think I'm a judgmental daughter. Um, this is like one thing that I have struggled with for quite a few years. I would say about since I was like college age. Mm-hmm. Just because there was a kind of a tumultuous time. Just, you know, families go through changes and not every year or every day is going to be a good one. And my family was just kind of having a rough patch time. Mm-hmm. And during that time, my parents leaned on me a lot for kind of emotional dumping and uh, talking about stuff 
and um, I, you know, learned a little bit more about my parents in the sense that I found out about some of the mistakes that they've made in their lives. Mm -hmm. And through how all that like affected me, I noticed myself becoming more judgmental of my parents sometimes. Got it. Where now if they do something or say something that I don't think is like okay or is rude or is different again from how I experience the world going back to kind of how like I was talking about my mom and I are like in a constant state of trying to understand each other right I know that I can be a lot quicker to judge them Mm -hmm. um and I'm trying to work on that because I don't mean to feel that way and I do think that I hurt my parents feelings sometimes when I'm like so quick to judge about something especially mm-hmm. because I get onto my mom about being judgmental because my mom can be very judgmental I get you um it's kind of funny because I'm being like a little bit of a hypocrite because like I won't judge others heavily but I will definitely judge like her or my dad mm-hmm. from their decisions and their mistakes um so that's like my negative side on the other side though <laughs> I would say like I'm a very supportive daughter like mm-hmm. I feel like you know, when I do go to my mom's soccer games, like I hype her up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I when when that lady fucking slide tackled her and mm-hmm. hurt her at the game in Hawaii, mm-hmm. I legit almost went over and punched an old lady in the face. Mm-hmm. I was just, I'm, 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 a, you I'm a square protective up daughter. daughter. She square <laughs> up a protective daughter. daughter. <laughs> I'm a supportive daughter. I am like I would say. um, I am kind of like a needy daughter in the mm-hmm. sense that like oh, I'm, me too. I'm very independent to the point where I think it makes my parents upset because they want me to lean on them more. Mm-hmm. But in the way that I'm needy, I again, because I have such a deep fear disappointment, I constantly want their like validation. Mm. And so I just send them things all the time. Like mm-hmm. the when I yes. redid the wall here, I texted them like, Basically, every day my progress mm-hmm. on the wall because I wanted them to be proud of the work I was doing on my house. I want yeah. them to be proud of the fact that I bought a house. I want them to be proud of the fact that I'm doing well at my job. I want them mm-hmm. to be proud of the fact that I this, that, or the other. Yeah. Oh, shit. Whoopsies. Um, so, yeah, I can definitely be a needy daughter. Um, so, yeah, I'm a good, judgmental, needy, supportive, protective daughter. You made me think of my negative when you yeah. were saying all that. <laughs> I definitely think I'm a bitchy daughter. And expand. Um, I can just be a very bitchy person sometimes in the sense of like not nice. Like I like if Give me an example. Cause to me, you're very nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know why my brain glitched so hard trying to explain that, but that really that yeah. But like if I was going to be not nice to somebody, wouldn't it be my family? Because I know they're legitimately not going anywhere. Oh, I mean, that's literally so true, though. Like, like, I am the meanest to my mom, even though I love and care for my mom more than most other people. I will say it's never like a bitchy, like, I don't say like mean things about them or like in that oh, yeah, sense. Me neither. Like, it's never like that you're ugly no (laughs) like I don't say that like but no I can act ugly like I not like like I'm trying to think of an example like snarky almost not even not even that it's like I can just be like yeah I guess more like clap back but I'm not clapping back with actually what I'm saying like my Mm. attitude speaks Ah, uh, like my RBF, for example, yeah. is now my entire body is RBF. Is RBF? Got it. And I'm short, and I'll mm. have an attitude in whatever the fuck I say. Yeah, because I can get really pissed off very easily mm-hmm. about stuff that really either I don't need to get pissed off about, or it's bothering me, and I haven't expressed to them that it's bothering me, so they really have no clue that that shit is pissing me off. Yeah, and then I'll like have an attitude or whatever, and like. Paul's really good about calling me out on it Mm -hmm. because he doesn't like that shit. My grandmother, I'll know that she knows because she gets emotional and she'll walk away from the conversation and then I'll feel like shit because I feel (laughs) like I've met her upset. Yeah. My mom just calls me out on being a bitch and then that makes me want to call her a bitch and then we get like really pissed off at each other and then we take like five minutes and we're fine. Yeah. Um, But 
Yeah. So that's why I mean, like, I can, I can be a bitchy daughter. Yeah. And I would say I was more of a bitchy daughter when I was younger because me and my grandmother, my grandmother was going through menopause and I had started <laughs> going through like just puberty. A teenager years. Yeah. Puberty. 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 And, um, when I tell you we were at each other's throats all the fucking time. Yeah. Like bad. Yeah. Um, so my mom and I have never been like the yell at each other at each other's throats, but like there definitely were some times where we were like not on the same page at all. Yeah, I mean, I went through the phase where I was like, I hate you. Things to each other. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that I've ever said that. Yeah, I did. And I remember slamming a door. And I probably slammed a door or two. Like, I was very like, emotional as a child i was i was going through yeah but it, like again that tracks because like either way like you do like you are a more emotional person like you wear your heart on your mm. sleeve i am just not that way so even yeah. when i'm pissed off and in the exact same scenario you might yell back and forth with your family mm. i'll go steam over it in my room you know what i mean because that's just naturally who i am well and i'll yell say hateful things go to my room slam a couple doors and then i'll cry and be mad at myself <laughs> for being a hateful being and then yeah. i'll go back and i'll cry and i'll be like i'm so sorry yeah and my grandmother would just be like it's fine you want to watch friends <laughs> and then it'd and you're be like fine. yeah um so it was never anything like and i think she knew like this bitch is just stressed. Yeah. Because I think also around that time, it was just, like I said, it was around that time where it's like, you're learning things about where you came from. Yeah. Had parent issues. Like there was just a lot going on in my world. So sure. apologies if you're listening to this, grandmother, mom, Paul, I know I can be a bitch. But <laughs> it's all in love. We all can. So sorry. And if <laughs> anybody says otherwise, they're lying. lying. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> All right. Well, before Zoe and I keep reading each other's minds, we're going to wrap this up. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really helps us out. We appreciate it. Please. Um, And make sure you, like, subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening. Like, make sure that, like, you're a follower, essentially, on the podcast because mm-hmm. that also really helps out our numbers and we'd really, really appreciate it. Um, You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at chapters.pod. We're going to try and be better about posting here soon. Just give us a minute. We're trying to get our bearings from the new year. Okay. Literally. Just just give us a second. Just give us a second. Also, Zoe's moving soon. So we're trying to like figure out what that's going to look like for the podcast. So just hold tight. We're figuring it out. Yeah. Um, You can find Zoe on uh, Instagram at. Oh my God. TGI Zoe. Um, I legit. Sorry. Max is sitting next to me and he was flicking me with his tail and you thought it was something else. Girl, I thought he was pooping. And it was like <gasps> dropping out of his butt and touching me. And I was like, what is this? And it was his tail. That's funny. Um, I don't know why I thought he was just pooping in the middle of the living room. But That'd anyways. Um, you can find Zoe on Instagram at TGI Zoe. Or at Turning Pages with Zoe if you want her bookstagram. Weird. Um, and you can also find her on YouTube at just Zoe with three E's. J-U-S-T-Z-O-E-E-E. You can find me on Instagram at Holly underscore Hickman or at Padawali for fitness and Star Wars-y content. (laughs) Uh, You can also find me on YouTube at Holly Hickman. I think that's everything. Oh my gosh, guys. Remember, if you never turn the page, you'll never know how your chapter ends.